0: Welcome to the Filmed Live Musicals podcast, a podcast about stage musicals that have been legally filmed and publicly distributed. The Filmed Live Musicals website contains information on nearly 200 musicals that have been captured live. Check it out at filmslivemusicals.com. And now, on with the show. Super You is a new rock musical about the journey of a woman who reconnects with her dreams when her superheroine creations come to life. It was scheduled to open off-Broadway at the Daryl Roth Theatre in May 2020, but was forced to cancel its run due to the pandemic. The creative team gathered their super strengths and staged a concert of songs from the show on the back of pickup trucks at a drive-in in upstate New York. The concert was filmed and is now available to stream on demand on Broadway On Demand. I am thrilled to welcome to the podcast the book writer, composer, lyricist, arranger, and performer, Lawrence Lane. Welcome, Lawrence. Hi, so happy to be here. So thrilled
1: that you could join us. When did you first fall in love with music? I started playing music when I was three years old. So I started at a really, really young age, but I don't know if I was in love with it. There was just a lot of turbulence in my house and I turned to music. My mom, luckily, was, was astute enough to get us some sort of lessons when we were really young and, uh, and that's what changed the game for me because knowing how to play the piano and violin was what would save me when there was a lot of fighting and screaming in the house. I would turn to my instruments. So it was my therapy and at the same time it wasn't necessarily a joyful Thing. It was like I would turn to it to just get out of my head and escape. And I didn't really actually experience joy from playing music until this one time when I was seven years old and I jumped off the stage during a concert with my orchestra and. I started to play into the audience and actually it came from making a mistake. And I had such perfectionist teachers that I knew that if I, I can't really fix this. So I decided to feature it and I jumped off the stage. And in that moment, people were so excited to have me in the audience and playing in the audience. That was the moment when I started to feel joy because I realized, Oh, music is about connection. It's not about escape or running away, you know? And, uh, And that was when I started to feel, wow, this is what music is all about. It's about really embracing the audience. Unfortunately, after that incident, my conductor said I made a mockery of classical music. So I once again turned inward and I I started to um, just finish concertos instead of just playing the violin and the pieces as is, I would create my own endings. And I started to press a little harder with my bow to see what it sounds like to distort it a little bit and and started to create my own style. I think that if if my teacher had said, "You are awesome. That was great." I think I probably would have stayed a classical musician, you know, and just kept going down that path, but because of that incident, I started to discover my own path of finding what gives me joy on my own with music and creating my own style. So that's a long winded answer to say, <laughs> to say it took me a, a while to figure out what in music actually filled up my soul. And, and uh, the more I got connected to the audience, the more I felt the feeling of an audience around me, experiencing what I experienced and knowing that I was in service to them. That's what really gives me joy.
0: Did you study music at, you went to Harvard, right? Yes. Yeah. And did you study music there?
1: I was an English and American lit major.
0: Oh, wow. So
1: I did music as, I mean, you couldn't really do music as a minor, but I did take music classes. And I was just this quirky student who, instead of extrapolating poem I, a poem, I would, you know, write a song, and it would answer the question. And my teachers would say, "I don't really know how to grade you," <laughs> <laughs> but I somehow would get A's because I was just this. Weird little misfit that would sort of march to the beat of my own drummer, and you know because I was always like twisting the answers and finding my own ways to, uh, to just create my own world. I guess that was that became ingrained in me since a little girl. It's like I have to figure out a way to create my own world. That's
0: powerful and that's brave to do that at Harvard.
1: <laughs> well, you know the thing is, is that at the time I was. You know, I really wanted to go into music, but I got into Harvard really early and you just don't say no to Harvard. Right. And I I just felt like I just if I'm going to be in that school, I just wanted to still bring me to that school, you know, and whatever made me tick to that school.
0: yeah. That's I feel like that resonates so much with what Super U is all about which we will get to in a little bit but I'm still I'm curious about your fascinating background that you were a rock and roller you were a rock musician for a while can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah uh, so I traveled many years with a rock band I am a composer as you know and I play electric violin and I play mandolin and I play electric guitar and every now and then there'll be a piano, I'll jump on a piano, but it was a really amazing experience to be on the road with family. I mean, they, my, my bandmates are my family and, I did it for many years, and it was a really tough existence. So as soon as I graduated from from school, it was like I was on the road in a in a in a van, you know. So I mean, I had so many student loans, and it took me years to pay back the student loans. But I did it, and uh, and and figured out how to make a living as a as a musician, a touring musician, which is tricky, you know. We were we were sleeping in the van a lot of times, you know, we had to figure out ways to sustain ourselves and build a fan base. But one thing I did learn is how to create music that will make the audience pay attention right away. It was important to create songs like that because we only had, so much time to make an impression if we're opening up for a national act or if we're opening up for a famous rock band or if we're opening up for a big band in that state. So it's like if we didn't make an impression right away, it's like people are already checked out. And it was important for us to make that impression because we needed to make a living doing this thing called music. And we needed to make sure there was a fan base when we got there and make sure that people remembered us. So I know how to write songs that will hook you in right away and make you feel something right away so that you're paying attention. And, uh, and I'm really happy that I learned that skill set. I learned how to fashion a set so that it's like, okay, we got them. We got them within the first 20 seconds. We got them in the first minute. They are now leaning in, moving forward. You know, people are moving up from the bar. People are waving their hands in the air. That's the energy that I learned how to create. And that's the energy that I put into our show.
0: What led you to transition from writing rock and roll music? And I know Super you is a rock musical, but what, what made you decide to write a musical?
1: Actually, in my travels, I know so many amazing female rock musicians and singers. And they were like superheroes to me. And uh, every year I would host this festival called the Medusa Festival, and it would pack out this club called CBGBs. And it was a big deal. And it would gather all these amazing female singers and songwriters and musicians and it was this platform to celebrate strong women. And that was really important at the time because it was such a male-dominated industry and women's voices were not really heard. It was really important for me to celebrate all these amazing singers and musicians that I knew that were my peers, that were my friends and I thought, you know, I'm doing this thing called Medusa Festival every year, and it was a it was a big deal. And as a matter of fact, CBGB's I'm, you've heard of it, right? You know that club. You've yeah, heard. of course. <laughs> it closed, right? And you know, a lot of famous musicians, you know, got their start in CBGB's. And it, and and when it closed, there was a final big show, big night, and the second to last night it was a Medusa festival because they knew that we pack it out. They knew that it was going to be an amazing event. So needless to say, I had a network of really strong women. And then when Medusa festival ended, I really thought that I could get these singers and musicians and maybe create some sort of musical review and feature them as superheroes because they're amazing and so I wrote some songs and I thought, I'm going to call my friends and ask if they wouldn't mind singing it for a show. And so I put up a show and they were superheroes in the show. And it went over so well that people in the audience were like, I want to know the story behind these women, you know? So what is the the, the story, you know, behind this song?"
0: Saying that, I did. It's like, wow, that's very powerful.
1: <laughs> yeah, and the, and and the thing is, at the time, I was going through just heartbreak and uh, depression, and I was going through my own swirls, my own feeling of lack of self worth, and to write the story. I mean, I was an English major, so it's not like I can't write a story, but I just wasn't feeling in my power. And I remember that I was listening to music and there was a playlist that was on shuffle. And then there was this song that was on the playlist that started to enliven me and empower me. And I thought, gosh, I really wish I wrote that song. And then a few seconds later, I realized that I did write that song, (laughs) you know, and It was such an amazing moment because that's when my own songs, my own art, my creations saved me. It was like a magical moment. And in that exact moment, that's when I had the idea of creating a story about a comic book artist who learns to love herself when her own superheroine creations come to life. Like she needs her own artwork to save her. And that became the basis of the story. And, you know, I'm still writing the show. I mean, I have it, but it's like, you know, you're never writing until you get on Broadway. You never finished writing until you actually get on Broadway. And, and, and they, even and then,
0: it's like right. the, a show is never finished, it's only ever rewritten. <laughs>
1: exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, so that's, that's, the, that's the process.
0: Oh, it's it's such a powerful positive, joyful message that your past self spoke to you and that it was always in you all along like it's kind of cliched now but it's it doesn't sound cliched the way it's so powerful to Thank you to so much. yeah it's so so super powerful. I'm curious if you had ever uh were you Interested in the world of musical theater, and you grew up playing classical music, but was musical theater a genre or a style of music that spoke
1: to you prior to this? Uh, You know, I naturally wrote dramatic songs uh, because I was inspired by artists like Queen, you know, Mm -hmm. and Freddie Mercury was naturally dramatic, and, uh, and I naturally write anthemic songs, like big anthem, triumphant songs. That was just my natural way of writing. It's probably because of all that emotion I had as a, as a child. It's like a a lot of my songs go from the initial feeling of discord and confusion. And then within a three-minute song, there's a full-on trajectory to I got this and then feeling empowered. And that was my natural way of writing. I mean, not exactly. When I first started writing music in my angsty early teens, it was like all about angst, right? But then when I started to perform it, it was hard to perform it again and again because I just didn't want to hear myself whining all the time, you know? Because it was like I was singing and I'd be like, all right, enough, enough. You know, like I want to feel good. So I found that when I was singing songs that I would – Feel empowered that would empower me. It was like, oh, everyone's feeling empowered too. It like work to serve everyone else. If I could take people on that journey, so um, that theatrical element was always a part of my songwriting, even though musical theater wasn't what I did. I mean, I, I was in a couple of plays. Um, I was in a couple of. Uh, I was I in a musical? No, I, I mean maybe like, just you know, junior high school, simple things. But it was not like I was a musical theater geek, um, but I was a natural, dramatic, musical writer geek. You know, that was just, you know, how I naturally wrote music. And I loved the theater. So I was fortunate to be able to see Broadway shows. I, I'm i a New Yorker, so I, I loved seeing theater. Do you remember the first musical that you saw I think it was rent actually
0: appropriate
1: <laughs> yeah i think it was rent and i and yeah i me- i remember thinking wow this is really cool it was it was cutting edge and and i thought it was inspiring because i saw a lot of musicals on tv and it was a lot more the classical kind of musicals it felt very f- far away to write that kind of music, you know? But Rent was like, I mean, that's that's home. I totally understood that. That really made a difference.
0: Mm, that's I. That's so perfect. I love that. So uh, Super U was scheduled to open at the Daryl Roth Theatre off-Broadway in May last year. And, of course, the pandemic got in the way of that. And you and your team decided to pivot, and you said hell no to this pandemic. (laughs) What made you decide to go to a drive-in in upstate New York?
1: You know, it's funny because at the time there was this general malaise in the theater industry and we were getting advised by so many people to just wait it out, you know, do nothing. Don't Go out in the world, don't release any videos, don't, just don't stop, wait. That was the advice we were getting. But our musical is about uplift, it's about resilience, about getting on the other side of grief and pain. And our team was really, really connected in thinking that this music actually needs to be out in the world. This story needs to be out in the world. And we need to figure out a way how to get it out there. So we did not heed the advice of waiting. And we thought we need to innovate. And there was only one drive-in that was open at the time. And we somehow got in touch with them. And they said, let's make this happen and so we tricked out this drive in now you can understand it's a little drive in in upstate new york and four we drove up-
0: drive in in um, amenia
1: four brothers drive in in amenia and we tricked out that drive in with our broadway team and fancy sound and uh made it sound legit and awesome and in order to stay socially distanced we Got the cast on socially distant pickup trucks. Instead of thinking of what we can't do, our team is always thinking, what can we do? So instead of standing ovations, we had honking ovations, you know? <laughs> so it was the most remarkable experience. And it's the most unforgettable thing ever because at the time, people were hungry for some sort of entertainment. And as I said, the music is about uplift it's about digging in and finding your power it's about resilience and it resonated immediately with this crowd in upstate new york and people came in capes that they created themselves and it was a festive superheroic affair it was it was truly amazing we were the first show out there to, to perform live. And I'm glad we took that leap because it, it was an emotional experience for the cast. It was an emotional experience for the creatives. You got to understand we were in isolation. So we had one zoom rehearsal and the one rehearsal we had, it was in torrential rain. We had all the obstacles and yet we are super you. So it was magical. We found our inner strength. We found our power, and we pulled off these remarkable sold out shows. It was amazing. It was it was really an amazing experience.
0: And you can see that in the stream, which is available on Broadway on Demand. There's a great a documentary, kind of making of before the, the before the show, where you you show footage of those rehearsals and you all standing on the back of the pickup trucks with umbrellas and ponchos and this pouring torrential rain.
1: (laughs) We knew that it might rain and we were prepared to perform in the rain no matter what. So we had these huge golf umbrellas and we were rehearsing in our one rehearsal how to navigate these umbrellas with the microphones and not get the equipment wet and understand I play electric violin so To choreograph how to get the umbrella, pick up the violin, you know, all of that needed to literally be choreographed. But see, that's what live theater is. Live theater is like a lot of things can happen. So the fact that we were all thinking on our toes and using our creative minds again, that's what made everyone really emotional because we all missed that. We missed being in a room together thinking on our toes. And creating together, I mean, this is a very odd way of creating in the middle of a pandemic on pickup trucks in torrential rain, but <laughs> but, but still we're creating.
0: So the ultimate testament to the show must go on. Absolutely, come, come rain, come pandemic, can, we will put on a show.
1: <laughs>
0: Absolutely, yeah. I, I I skipped this, and I, I do want to go back to it. That you had released the cast album or a concept album. Prior to this to the performance, uh, the drive-in performance, and that had gone viral, right? on TikTok?
1: Yeah, it was amazing because we actually have experienced growth during the pandemic because we constantly think outside the box. We constantly think about what can we do to get our message and our music and our show out into the world. And one of those things is just starting a TikTok page. And a few videos went viral. And within those videos, I innocently put, if you want some sheet music, (laughs) (laughs) just let me know, you know, it was like something easy breezy like that. Then there were like thousands upon thousands of comments of like, yes, please, yes, please, yes, please. I want it, I need it, that sort of thing. And then we needed social media team to help us because we didn't know how to navigate that demand. Do you know what I mean? It was originally like, okay, well, I'll just email you. You know what I mean? It was like, just- Don't underestimate the theater kids. <laughs> the most beautiful thing is that every day we receive these fans singing our music, And they are doing duets and they're literally, we've released a, a karaoke track of one of the songs and they're singing to the karaoke track. And it's like, every time I see fans singing our music, I weep, I weep. What else can you ask for? It's huge that we're making this impact when theater is dark and they haven't seen our show. Yesterday, someone said, Thank you so much. This musical has changed my life. The page is resonating and we don't have like a million followers, but we do have engaged fans, you know? And that's really the most important thing. Is that these fans are paying attention. And they're they're loving what it what the show is about and they're loving the content and they can't wait for us to be on stage. So that's a huge win during a time when when there's no theater. And it's, it, it
0: speaks to what you were talking about earlier that where music is connection, that it's not just about releasing a cast recording and, you know, people listen to it in their living rooms by putting it on social media and making it accessible to people. You have created that connection, and that people have reached out to you, and it has resonated. There's a woman in the um, pre-show documentary who talks about having driven ten hours in the middle of a pandemic to watch a show at a drive-in, and she had the the mm-hmm. words from the show tattooed on her arm. Like that, you cannot yeah. get more powerful than that. It's it just speaks to the power of music and the power of your music, which again, it's just so positive and joyful, and has this. Really empowering, uplifting message that a lot of musical theater about women and sometimes by women is really dark and heavy, and it has its place. And I, I love a lot of that music, but it's so refreshing to have a show that says, "Hey, you're awesome. Let's celebrate that."
1: <laughs> that's right. That's that's one thing you can expect is that we'll take you on a journey, and believe me, you'll cry a few times in the show. <laughs> you'll walk away feeling like I, I am awesome and I have a life to live and I'm going to follow my dreams. And that's our hopes is that when you come to the theater, you're going to feel uplifted and transformed. And music and art and theater, especially theater, has that ability mm-hmm. to transform people's lives. And that's what we're hoping for is that you're going to get that connection and you're going to feel great about yourself.
0: Had you streamed your work or put your work online prior to the
1: pandemic? What was interesting is that when I was in a toying rock band, uh, we sold tens of thousands of copies of CDs, um, but it was on CDs, right? And um, and then I moved into theater, and then there was this point where you could just upload your songs yourself on, onto iTunes, and it's a very Bandcamp. simple <laughs> Process right. As an indie artist, I, like I didn't go through those steps. I m- I must have had like two or three songs that was um was up on on the platforms, and I just didn't pay much attention to them. Um, but now, since the pandemic, I'm releasing music every two weeks, so I have all this back catalog of music and a lot of new songs. And so, if you follow me, Lord's Lane, you'll see you'll hear new songs every around every two to three weeks, but two twice a month, there'll be a new song because I got to catch up now. (laughs) I I, I was always like in theater and there was always something to do as I'm building out the show. And, uh, the last thing I was thinking about is like, okay, I'm I'm gonna upload my own songs right now. Cause I got, I had to work on the show, you know, and and now during the pandemic, it's it gave me the opportunity to, you know, get my own music out into the world. So um so yeah, so it's 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 been an expansive time for myself as an artist as well.
0: That's very exciting. I, I can't wait to check out more of your content. Um. Amazing. Wait. So you filmed the concerts at the drive-in. Was it always your intention to stream the the show?
1: I don't know if it was. I don't know if it was a thought to stream it. We were really fortunate that so many people believe. Right? They believe, and so they donated their time to be a part of this like when i asked a friend to film like i had no idea that he was also going to bring in jibs and his emmy award winning team do you know what i mean like i didn't know it was going to be like that and he was a new friend but he just believed he was like mm-hmm. I, I i don't know i i believe in you i think this is i think this is something i think this is going to be great and he he just he rounded up he rounded up his team and suddenly there were like jibs and steadycams and all this like 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 film crew and I mean, when it's filmed that beautifully we got to do something with it, right? you know but that was not the thought going in it was like, okay well let's make this a thing. you know we were just like we just wanted to be together just wanted to see each other we just wanted to hug each other which we didn't really do. We touched butts though. you know what I mean) <laughs>
0: Forget <laughs> elbows <laughs> you know, so that is amazing so,
1: <laughs> wow. yeah, so we, yeah
0: the because the film is so extraordinary, like you said, there's moving cameras i mean it looks is are the jibs kind of like cranes? Can you describe what that what a jib is
1: yeah, so we're all on pickup trucks, and there are these like crane like things that just sort of like it just. Has a camera at the end, and like, with just, an arm,
0: or like an yeah, arm with a camera on the yeah. end, uh huh.
1: And then, and then it's able to sort of like move, like this camera is moving in front of everybody. Mm. You know what I mean? Because there's a crane attached to it, and uh and it's pretty fancy. And this guy won Emmys for Super Bowl stuff. It, it ended up being so beautifully filmed that. It has to be a movie somehow. And uh, when we finished it, we had a few offers and we went with Broadway On Demand for Women's History Month. So for anyone who wants to see it, it's now is the time to see it. Get theater Broadway On Demand. <laughs> exactly, exactly. We're excited over the movie. If you haven't seen the movie, you should really check it out because it's it's emotional. And it was a moment in time. It's you know, incredibly
0: it uplifting and knowing that you know it was created very early in the pandemic, really. Mm-hmm. Um and it was like you said, it was the first live performance uh in New York after the pandemic happened.
1: And for, for, for a theatrical show. Yeah. You know, like like there was uh there were stars like Keith Urban had done something, but with the backing that Keith Urban has, it's, it's a lot easier to put things together. <laughs> when you're a scrappy little musical, you, you put things together because people believe, because people have faith, because people believe in the mission, because, because we believe in each other, because we, we love each other. We miss each other. We want to see each other. We want to give to the world. And that's the energy of our team. And when that's the collective energy of our team, then we can make magic happen on a shoestring. And I want to add that most of
0: your team are women.
1: Yes. So we're a women-led team, and, uh, and it's a beautiful thing. A lot of collaboration. A lot of beautiful communication. And uh, shout-out to our director, Joanne Hunter, and to our music supervisor, Wendy baba Cavit, and our music director, Julianne Merrill, it's amazing the the uh, the strength of women, and and we truly are a team of women lifting each other up. Our lead producer Melissa Jones is is a is a phenom as well, and between everybody, we just constantly support each other and think outside the box in a time when there is no box, you know.
0: Mm. What would you say to other productions or other shows about putting their work online during this time?
1: Do it. (laughs) (laughs) Do it. it. Like do everything you can, you know, don't, don't wait, create. You got to understand when theater opens up, the tried and true shows will be the first to be featured. Everyone has been struggling financially. And so people are going to go with the Hamiltons. They're going to go with the, the lion kings you know and 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 the the shows that are that are new we have to think of all the ways outside of the box for people to know that we're important and we're here to stay and give us a shot give us a theater you know and the only way to do that is just get out there any way you can think outside the box there's lots of different ways to get your music and your mission and your art into the world. And surprisingly, you can get a fan base, even during a time of theater darkness, it can happen. And it can be an avid fan base that actually cares and responds. And, you know, we do a lot of events where the fans can talk directly to the actors and the creatives. And so our fan base is growing and it feels embraced. And and we hope to continue to grow that. And it can happen. It can happen even now. Mm. With so
0: much, I know so much is unknown right now, but what what do you think will be the, fu- the future of Super U?
1: We're going to do everything we can to get this into a theater soon, as soon as possible, of course, because that, that has always been our path. But we have now learned that that path to Broadway does not need to be linear. There's lots of different ways to get there. And so we're having many, many conversations on lots of different platforms, from TV to movies to lots of different platforms. And we're going to do what makes the most sense and what honors the work. And we just know that it's going to be awesome and you'll see it soon. That's all I can say. I I hesitate to say this is what's definitely happening because the world is so upside down. All I can say is that obviously we have the will. Obviously we have that driven team. Obviously we have the content that would resonate right now. So we're going to get it out into the world as soon as possible in some way, shape or form.
0: And, and it is already out there with, with the film on Broadway on demand. I'm very curious, you, you called it a movie. And so I have this uh, kind of obsession with the idea that filmed theater is not quite theater because nothing beats the live in-person experience, but it's also, it's different from like a movie musical. So it's something kind of in between. It's kind of part theater, part, uh part film. Would you give it a different name or do you think it's still just a movie?
1: Our current movie on Broadway On Demand is more like a documentary of the experience of playing live in a crazy time of our history. Trying to get that together was a remarkable and uplifting experience so it's more like a, a documentary of this concert performance and the behind-the-scenes of what it took to put it together. So um, I would most call it a documentary.
0: There is a another filmed live musical, it's a, a show um, that was made a few years ago in London about the Bronte family and uh it's a rock musical and they call it because it's um it's kind of like part documentary about the family they call it a, a rockumentary so that's what super you it's a rockumentary
1: <laughs> oh my gosh i'm gonna go with that then <laughs> please do
0: because <laughs> you can't All right. you can't that's leave that, that that's a good one <laughs> you can't leave that show without feeling like you've been to a rock concert it's the The rock energy in it is so epic, even in a drive in on the back of pickup trucks, that makes it all the more rock and roll,
1: <laughs> yeah. And you know, I, I gotta say the cast they're so awesome and such great sports because there were so many obstacles. It was like so humid. And it does things to your voice. It does things to your hair. It does things to your state of mind. When everyone is sweating so much, and then you know it was torrential rain. And with with all that said, everyone just gave it a hundred ten percent and performed as if it was opening night on Broadway. I mean i i, I still get I still get moved when I think about how how beautiful it was for, for us to just get together during that time and and bring this musical in whatever way we can to the world. Mm. So so powerful.
0: Oh I I'm, I'm so inspired. This is very exciting. It makes me like want to go create. I just just go do the thing.
1: <laughs> Don't wait do it. Do it.
0: <laughs> so I have a series of quick questions that I like to ask all my guests. What is your favorite musical?
1: Uh, Come From Away.
0: Oh, me too. I love that show.
1: (laughs) I love that show. Do you have
0: a favorite filmed live musical?
1: Oh, Hamilton. Nice. Right? Yeah.
0: Where do you stand on bootlegs?
1: I think that the more musicals could get out into the world, I think it's better. It doesn't take away from actually seeing it live. It actually brings more people to the theater,
0: you know? So that's my theory.
1: Oh, I love that. What do you wish had been filmed? I can't wait for the Come From Away film. I know that they're filming it. So if you haven't seen (laughs) Come From Away, please see it because it's such a simple musical and it's got so much heart. And um, I've seen it many times and every time I cry, it just touches me, and it's so simple, and and it's true, and it's about the human spirit uh, and how we all can come together in times of crisis. And it's just everything that I stand for. Mm-hmm. So I, I just I love it with all my heart. So that one of
0: my favorite things about that show, apart from everything that you just said, is that when they moved into the Broadway theater. Uh, the trees that they used were like just cut down trees and that were placed onto the set and the trees started sprouting leaves and that to me was like the best metaphor for that show (laughs) yeah I'm with you on that I was so ecstatic when they announced it was going to be filmed my only sadness is that it's not going to have a live audience I wish they could have a live audience in that theater when they film it
1: because yeah, it's I it's know it's energy. It's energy, right? And 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 actually, our music supervisor is the music director of *Come From Away*, Wendy Boba Cabot. So she's in the film. So you, you have to look out for her. She's brilliant and amazing. So they they jump out at the end, and they jump out in another particular scene. So when the music, you know the scene. So I'm yeah. not going to give it away. <laughs> Everyone just just see it. Yes.
0: Just see it. Amen <laughs> to that. <laughs> Finally, uh, what would you like to see
1: filmed in the future? Well, the answer is Super You. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> if there were a Super You film, that would be pretty amazing. So, we're looking into all of that.
0: Oh, yes. I that gets me so excited. Bring it on. <laughs> yes. Where can we find you online?
1: You can go to Super You Musical. S-U-P-E-R-Y-O-U musical.com or at Super U Musical is our handle on TikTok and Insta and Twitter. So, uh, so follow us there. We also have a Facebook. And if you want to hear my music, I'm releasing music every two weeks. It's at Lord's Lane. So it's at L-O-U-R-D-S, no E, L-A-N-E. At Lord's Lane, and uh, check it out on Spotify and Insta. And and every every couple of weeks, there's going to be a new song, and they're all different, and they're all dramatic. And uh, stay in touch for sure,
0: and make sure to visit BroadwayOnDemand.com to check out the brilliant film documentary of Super U performed live at a drive-in in upstate New York lords thank you so much for your time today it has been glorious to talk with you
1: oh my gosh louisa wonderful wonderful to speak with you thank you so much film Life musicals
0: is a labor of love and we'd like to thank everyone who makes it possible Thank you to our patrons, Josh Brandon, Mercedes Esteban, Rachel Esteban, James T. Lane, David Negrin, Jesse Rabinowitz and Brenda Goodman, Al Monaco, David and Catherine Rabinowitz, and Beck Twist for your support. If you'd like to support Filmed Live Musicals, please like and review on your podcast app. Find us on Twitter at Musicals On Screen and on Facebook at Filmed Live Musicals. If you'd like to support the site financially, you can find us at patreon.com forward slash musicals on screen. No matter what level you're able to pledge, you receive early access to written content and early access to this very podcast. Visit www.filmedlivemusicals.com to learn more.
1: Thanks for listening.